0: Sweet, sweet sister friend, I am so excited about season two of the Lace with Grace Fully Embraced podcast. I'm so excited to dive deeper into our relationship with Christ together, deeper into our love of our bodies and and being grateful for the temple that God has given us to care for, to nourish, to exercise, to work out for worship, and not just weight loss, and to really, really focus and make him the center and the foundation, the motivation of our fitness journey, because I truly believe if we make him the foundation of our fitness journey, it becomes much more doable, it becomes less overwhelming, it becomes much more fulfilling, and I am excited to grow in this with you. Let's get it. Let's go. Hey, hey, sister! I hope that you are having a blessed week so far. I have been praying for you. I have been thinking of you, um, and just know that if you follow me anywhere on social, I have lots and lots of women that always reach out with prayer requests or um, just something that's on their heart, and then they're just being really transparent. And maybe it's something super personal. Um, I don't really know why. Like, I mean, I'm no one. I'm no one special whatsoever. But it just seems as though like God tells them, Hey, you can talk to her. She's not gonna judge you. Hey, you can open up to her. She's not gonna condemn you. And that's really like that I'm getting that more and more and more um in my inbox of women opening up to me. And that's just kind of what I feel God is sharing with me. Hey, like you're doing a really good job of loving these people. Um and I'm not saying that pridefully. I'm not again I don't have very many spiritual gifts but one of the big ones I do have is compassion and grace and mercy and love. Um, and so if you are struggling with anything, if there's anything on your heart or on your mind that you just need to open up to someone about, you need prayer for, I would love to pray over you. Um, but I have been thinking about you. I've been I've been praying for you, and I just wanted to let you know right off the bat in this episode today. I know that's kind of random, but... Um, I just felt that I needed to tell you that and that cuz I just have had a lot of stories and a lot of testimonies come through recently and I'm like you know what I need to share on the podcast that like if there's someone here listening I may not get back to you right away I'll do my absolute best to open up my messages and get in there um, cuz messages can sometimes get overwhelming but at the same point in time what a blessing that is like what a what a good problem to have having messages in your inbox a woman feeling like you're someone that they can go to and they can talk to. Like, that is just all glory to God. So beautiful. I love that so much. Let's dive into today's podcast episode. This actually reflects back on, I believe, two podcast episodes ago where I talked about God goals versus Gimme goals. Um, and I just went into that a little bit and Gimme, like, like, is, is like short for give me. So it's like more selfish, selfish motive goals or like things that are all self-centered and self-focused rather than God goals who are servant hearted and more about other people and serving others and serving him and honoring him and those kind of things, putting others before ourselves. So I thought to myself, well, they may not actually understand or know what God goals looks like. I mean, I mean, even myself, I thought, You know, what does that exactly look like? How can we break that down? And how can I show them and share with them what that's going to look like? So in 2024, or if you're listening to this in 2025 or 2026, I don't know. I don't know where God's going to take this podcast. But if you're listening to this, how can we make godly goals in this year? How can we look at each month, each week, each day? And how can we make them godly goals? Or how can we, I guess, test to know, like... Are our current goals that we have, are they centered on Christ? Are they godly goals or are they give me goals? Like, how do we test that? So I'm going to kind of walk through with you today of what exactly a godly goal would look like and what exactly the definition of goal is, which seems kind of simple-minded, right? But it's not. I'm going to break it all down for you and it's going to make so much more sense, but here we go. So how do we make godly goals? First of all, a goal, the actual definition of a goal, because I think... I think sometimes, especially as Christians, I know this has been in my head too, like, should I have goals? Like, is that selfish in, in itself um, for us to be ambitious and to have goals, like, for our fitness journey or for our careers or for our mothering, for our, you know, like, what does that look like? But if you look at the actual definition of a goal, it literally just said, the end towards which effort is directed. And it's like an intentional choice, not a promise to do something perfectly. So if you're setting a goal, this is not something you are setting to do perfectly. It's not a promise you're making to do it perfectly, okay? Like, that's not the point of this. It's just an intentional choice that you're making every day to for your end, for for the effort that is directed, the ends meet is going to be towards whatever goal you've set, right? So the end towards which effort is directed. That's the definition of goal. That to me does not say selfishness. That does not say self-centered. So we need to kind of like as Christians and as mamas, like kind of take that off of our minds. Cause I feel like that kind of like stirs in my mind and in my heart sometimes that if I have goals, then I'm being selfish for myself. <coughs> Excuse me. But Psalm. Also, I wanted to talk about the first the first step on how to make godly goals is delighting ourselves in the character of God and knowing who God is. Um, that's the first step. If we know who God is and we know the character of God and we are delighting in Him as as we are, where we're at, um, as where He has us, and we're delighting in everything about our lives and we're and we're turning it back to Him and just delighting in Him and who He is. That's going to be huge for when you set specific goals, and if your specific goal, like is your is your goal reflecting that? Okay, that you're you're, you're delighting in where you're at. You're delighting in the Lord. You're delighting in who He is and where He's taking you, um, and that can be a big a big step into making when you when you make goals having them be more godly. Psalm one two actually says, but who's... Whose delight is in the, in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. So we're trying to delight in who he is, delight in where we are, delight in how he has us, delight in just delighting in him and meditating on his character. And I feel like if we do that, if our focus is that, like our goals are going to naturally become more God-focused and more God-centered and more, more serving, right? They're going to become godly goals. So that's number one. Number two is we want to try to be a reflection of Christ's character. Not only do we want to, so we could know all of Christ's character. We could know all about him. We could have all the knowledge. We could have all the scripture. We could have all the Bible verses. We can know all the stories, right? We can know all the theology and all of those things. But it doesn't really matter unless we're being a reflection of him, right? I could care less, and this is gonna, maybe this is wrong. I could care less about someone that knows every single thing in the Bible, if they're not reflecting who God is, if they're not being loving, if they're not being merciful, if they're not being gracious, if they're not being, you know, if they don't have, you know, justice on their, because he is a just God to like he 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 proclaims and he wants justice. Right. He's not just I mean, I love and mercy and grace is like is like the gospel. That's the bulk of him and his character. But he wants things right. Right. Um, but if they're not showing anything that has to do with who god's character is like i'm not going to listen to what they have to say about scripture like what in the world like that's just my thought process and i i don't and i feel like that's a lot of a lot of reasonings why people who don't know christ don't actually come to know christ because they see these people and these and i shouldn't judge but quote unquote christians sharing and knowing that you know they are christians and they are believers and they they love their god but yet they don't love people <laughs> They don't know how to love people. They don't know how to show God's character and be a reflection of Him. And if we're doing that throughout our goal-making process, if we're doing that throughout our goal-making process in our fitness journey, by, by being a reflection of Him and wanting, okay, looking at, okay, does this help me be more of a re- reflection of Christ? Does this help me reflect whatever goal we're setting, does this help me be more diligent? Does this help me be more be more humble? Does this help me be more confident? Does this help me be more persistent? Does this help me be more hardworking and merciful and gracious and loving and patient? Does it display any of these things? If it does, then it's more towards a godly goal. Like we're making a godly goal. If it doesn't, it may be something we want to tweak. Maybe something we want to just slightly look over and be like, okay, we need to reevaluate this. Genesis one twenty six talks about how God literally makes us in his character, in his image. Like, he wants to make us in his image. And we're not naturally in his character. Naturally, our flesh is complete opposite. But he has made us to develop and to be as though in his image. And how beautiful is that? Like, that should be part of our goal setting. How can we be more Christ-like? How can we be more like Jesus? Help me Lord have the character of Christ. Help me have the character of you. Show me what that is. Help me be a reflection of what that is in my goal setting, in the goals that I've displayed for my fitness journey, for my for my <coughs> excuse me, for my nutrition, for my mothering, for my wifeing, for my career, for whatever like specific task or thing that you were set out to do and you're making goals for this year. Really look at that and be like, okay, is this helping me be more of a reflection of Christ? Because if it's not, it needs to be reevaluated. Number three. To make more godly goals. How to make more godly goals. Step number three is looking to Him for contentment. Not the results. Not people. And not circumstances. I feel like this is a really hard one for me. A really freaking hard one. Can I get an amen? Um, (laughs) Because... It is so easy for us to look at our circumstance, for us to look at people around us and people who love us and people who we love and to look at the fact that we're getting results or not getting results and be base our contentment based off of those things. And whether it's us being happy and content because of those things happening or us being discontent because those things aren't happening, those things are all temporary, and this is hard, probably going to be hard to hear, but even your spouse is temporary. We're going to perish someday. Like, we're not going to be here. They're, they're not forever here. Right now they are, yes. But God is forever. He is eternal. So why are we not basing our contentment on Him? I am really struggling with some some chest congestion and nasal stuff and... I feel like since being back at the hospital and working, like, I literally, like, every week it's something new or every month that I have something. So I apologize if I sound nasally and I'm you can hear me, like, struggling with my <laughs> with my snot right now. I know it's gross, but my goodness. Um, but even in our results in our fitness, our nutrition, all of these things are temporary. All the results that we have or we lack... They're all temporary. So we cannot place our happiness or our contentment and our joy in these things. That just doesn't even, if we take steps back and we look at some of the stuff that the way we think and some of the things that we, you know, we place our happiness in. It sounds so foolish, like not in the moment, like obviously like human nature. We're like, oh, you know, I'm happy because this is happening or I'm, I'm so joyful because this is happening or I'm so content in this because this is happening. But if we take a step back and we look at it, we're like, but that could be gone tomorrow. Then we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Why in the world would we place our contentment in these things? So Philippians four nineteen actually talks about, and my God will supply every need. And yours according to his riches and glory in Jesus. So he literally, it doesn't say some needs. It says every need. But we have to actually seek him. We have to actually know him. We have to actually want him. We have to make the choice and decide that we're going to place our contentment in Jesus and not all these other things that are temporary. We're going to place our contentment in what's permanent, what's eternal, what's everlasting, what's steadfast, and that's Jesus. Jesus. So to make more godly goals, while you're making your goals, make sure to reflect on this and look and say, am I looking for him, to him for contentment or am I looking to all these other things for contentment? Not saying you can't make certain goals. Goals are good. Th- these are something we should strive for. Again, not something that we are promising that we're going to do perfectly. That's not what a goal is. A lot of times when people set goals and then they don't meet them, they're defeated and they get into self-sabotage and start beating themselves up just because they missed it slightly. You're not promising to do this perfectly, right? I would rather, I don't know about you, but I would rather, this is kind of a tangent. I would rather miss a goal slightly than to not, not come anywhere near close to it and never make any kind of progress in that whole entire year. That doesn't even make sense. We need to get out of that perfectionistic mindset. And I have other podcasts that are specifically on this subject. Get out of the perfectionist mindset because you're actually like creating bondage in your life. Because you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to stay put. You're going to stay exactly where you are because we can't do anything perfectly. We're not able to. That's not who we are. That's not who God created us to be. Because if we could, we wouldn't need him. He wants us to need him. He he, He literally needs us to need him. That is the purpose of him. Right, so we don't rely on ourselves. We rely on the Lord. We cannot. We cannot keep trying to set these goals and expecting and making promises to ourselves to do it perfectly, when we're set, we're going to set up ourselves up for failure right off the bat because that's not going to happen. It's just not. So we need to look at the the giver of gifts, not the gift themselves. So we need to find. We need to find contentment in Jesus, not results, not people, not circumstance. And we need to look at the giver of the gifts, not the gifts themselves. You know how I always say, like, look at the benefactor, not the benefits, not just the benefits. It's the same thing. Look at the giver of the gifts, not just the gift themselves. So every, every result, every circumstance, everything that you go through, everything that you acquire and achieve and progress, all of those blessings and all those gifts are from the Lord. They come from him. I was reading something online the other day and it put like a huge pit in my stomach. I have a hard time with this sometimes because I want to reach out to people about things like this, but I always want to make sure that it's out of love and it's out of grace and it's out of mercy um, and that they can hear my heart and my worry and my struggle for them, but not condemnation and not trying to attack them. Like, I don't want that to ever, because I've had that happen to me and I never want that to be something that I, that I portray or that I come at people with, um, because it's not, it's not Christ-like, but they were talking about, you know, why do people keep saying that, that I'm blessed? I did all this hard work. I did this. I did that. I accomplished this. I'm the one that put in the work. Like, why does everyone just keep saying it's a blessing? I wasn't blessed when I was lazy. I wasn't blessed when I wasn't doing this or that or the other. And it's like, y'all, you're blessed because that blessing came from God. Yeah, you put in the work. We've got to put in the action. We've got to put in the work. But without him, we are nothing. Without him, we have nothing. It just—it was just a very sad moment because I was like, how do I talk to this person about this without it coming across as though I'm attacking them, but, but more so because I'm I'm, I'm hurting and I'm sad that there's, that they're not seeing the glory and the beauty that what God is doing in their life and giving him the credit. Why was I sad? Because I've been in that spot. I've been in that same exact spot. And that is a very defeating, tiresome, overwhelming spot to be in. And I don't want anyone stuck in that spot. So I still haven't reached out to this person. I've prayed about it often and thought about it a lot. And then like, Lord, I don't really know how to approach this. Maybe he will give me a a time. Like, there's a right time and place for that, right? But anyway, we need to look to the giver of the gifts, not the gift themselves. If we just focus on our discontentment, if we're just focusing on our discontentment and then we take action ourselves, that's going to cause, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like it's going to cause more discontentment, to be honest with you, because... The first thing we should be doing is we can focus on our discontentment, but then we can take it to the Lord first and then we take action. Take your discontentment and your struggle to the Lord first and then take action steps to pursue the goal, to pursue whatever you're trying to do to get better and to make progress, okay? Because if we just try to keep doing it ourselves, we're going to be on this like this constant cycle and just repetitive um, it might it reminds me of a hamster wheel, a repetitive hamster wheel. of I'm discontent. I'm discontent. So I'm going to take more action. I'm going to take more action. But then the actions aren't helping. So I'm just going to take more action. I'm going to be more. And then I'm more discontent because I'm taking more action and nothing's working. Sister friend, it, it's part of the reason is because you're not allowing Jesus to be. <coughs> Excuse me. You're not allowing him to be the center and the focus and the foundation of what you're doing. You're not taking the discontentment to him first. You're just continuously trying to to undiscontent the discontentment yourself, right? You're trying to do it yourself. We're not made to do it ourselves, okay? So, number four, let's move on. Number four is pursuing humility, not I can do all things by myself. This is when it goes right into my next one, like number four, right? I was just talking about that hamster wheel and being discontent and trying to continue to do it all by yourself, but you just try to keep taking the discontent and making it undiscontented, and it's just not working. Pursue humility and say, I can't do this by myself. We can't have a, I can do this all by myself mentality. Because honestly, we can for a while, but we can't sustain it by ourselves. We have to constantly pursue humility because pride is actually always pursuing us. Pride is always pursuing you, so you have to actively pursue humility. How beautiful is that statement? I actually got that off of another podcast that I absolutely love listening to, but that just went so well with what my message was today, and I just had to make sure I sent it to you or shared it with you. Pride is always pursuing us, so we have to constantly and actively pursue humility. Philippians 2, 3 through 8 talks a lot about Doing nothing out of an act of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And then it goes into, you know, Jesus always put others first. He had every right and every way that he could have utilized, like, to his own advantage of being better than others. And he never did. And he made himself nothing. He made himself like a servant so he could be like us. So he could be on our level. The son of God <laughs> made himself Nothing. And put himself on our level. Just think about that for a second. We, who mess up every single day, we have struggle every single day, we have sin every single day, and we are nowhere near perfect, we try to put ourselves on some pedestal acting like we can do it all without him. That we're capable, that we're able, that we're the ones that accomplish these things and these gifts and these blessings and all the things that we're pursuing Yet the Son of God made himself nothing, always put others first, and died on a cross for our own for our sins and made him his, made them his. He carried that burden. I just gosh, I just can't every time I talk about this on the podcast, I know I bring, I brought this up often, but like it just keeps it, it's just heavy on my heart like Pride is, pride is a big deal. Pride is literally the start of all of the other sin. Do you know that? Like, there is always pride before the fall. Always pride before the fall. And what I mean by that is typically, before we sin, pride is normally involved. It's normally the root. And we have to make sure when we are goal setting that we are pursuing humility in our goals. Because if we're not, if we're, if we're not careful... Pride can, especially when we start accomplishing these goals, we can become prideful. And that's a path I don't want you to go down. It's a slippery slope. I've been there, done that. I'm not wanting to go back. Number five, how to make godly goals. Number five, we need to walk in and surround ourselves and encircle ourselves with biblical community. Have a biblical circle around you. Have gals and ladies and women that want to know Christ know his character, want to grow in him, want to rely on him. They want to have godly goals. Surround yourself with those kind of people. And again, if you are not in my Lace with Grace fully embraced um, community, I would highly encourage you to be in there. It is completely free. I will actually link link, uh, the free registration link in the show notes for you so you have it available to you and it's accessible to you. But it's completely free. Register there and we will ensure that you are surrounded by a biblical community, an encouraging, loving, um, truth-love kind of community, because I, I drop a lot of truth-love and truth-bombs in there too. Um, but I want to make sure you're surrounded by that kind of community so we can make these godly goals together. When we act in like a separate, individualistic manner, um, when it concerns our, our, our faith, we are actually going to struggle to know if we are pursuing humility or not. If we're if if we're prideful, like if we're prideful and we're not surrounding ourselves with anyone else who's trying to be more Christ-like, who's trying to be humble, who's trying to know his character, who's trying to be more like him, how in the world are we going to be called out or like no, like in a loving way, obviously? We're supposed to be gentle. That's in Galatians. We're supposed to be gentle when we call each other out. It's supposed to be in a loving way at all times. But how are we going to know? We're not, because we don't have anyone else to to be there for us to show us. I wanted to say compare, but I don't really want you to compare either. But it's a good way. It's a good way to test it. It's a good way to know. It's a good way to have that data, to be able to see. Okay, this is what humility really looks like. But if we don't have that around us, we're going to struggle to know if we're pursuing humility. In our goal making, and our goal setting. Anywho, I hope this, this was helpful for you today. I hope this was a blessing. I hope that when you start to make more godly goals, um, and you start to pursue goals in your life and in your journey and your fitness journey in your faith walk in your career in your, um, just anything that you're pursuing and you're starting to make goals for this year, I hope that you know how to make them more godly, how to reflect his character, how to delight in his character. How to look at Him for contentment in all those goals. How to pursue humility in those goals. How to walk in and surround yourself with biblical community and a body of Christ-like loving women to help you to pursue those goals. To continue working hard in pursuing those goals. But let's make them godly goals instead of gimme goals. I want to help make help you make godly goals that are servant-hearted. That are... Um, empowering centered that are foundationally Christ-like and reflecting his character that's how we can make sure that like our goals are godly does this help me be more like Christ does this help me become the person who he's created me to be does this make me prideful or does it make me humble like those kind of questions are things that you can be looking at when you're making godly goals okay when you're making goals for this year Sweet, sweet sister friend, (laughs) if this spoke to you today, as usual, make sure to screenshot this or screen record this uh, episode today. And make sure to share with me, you know, what you learned, like what you loved about today. Like what was the wow moment for you? Like what was the thump on the head, like from the Lord, like, hey, this is you. You need to be listening to this. Um, This is what I need you to hear today. Like what from him through my voice and through my lungs and through my mind and my heart, he utilized those today and spoke through me in, in some way to you. What stuck out to you? What did you feel like he was telling you? Share them on your stories. Tag me and then share this with a girlfriend. Let's make sure we, we get this message to more and more women so we can continue pursuing him, continue wanting to pursue being more like him, pursuing being like his character. Even in our goals, in our fitness, in our faith, in our nutrition, in our sleep, in our mothering, in our wifing, in our careers, and all the things. Let's get it. Let's go. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.